Welcome to the Houseman Financial Podcast. I'm Trudy Houseman. This podcast was created to help our clients and their families answer confusing money questions simply. We know smart families talk about money. Today, we're going to hear from one of our incredible advisors, John. Thanks, Trudy. I am John Dunphy. I've been a financial advisor at Houseman Financial for almost 30 years. In 1994, Trudy guest lectured in my finance class, and I reached out to her for an internship. Fortunately, she gave me an opportunity. Back then, my hourly rate probably would have trouble covering the cost of a Frappuccino at Starbucks today, but I'm grateful to have the opportunity. Now I manage over $220 million in assets and love seeing people pursue their financial goals. Today, we're going to talk about solar. What to consider, what are the benefits, and how to go about getting solar. Have you ever had that knock at your door when you're sitting down with your family eating dinner? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You look at the family and say, hey guys, hang on, let me. you keep eating, let me go get this. You open the door and there's a, there's a nice individual who approaches you and says, have you ever considered solar? While it's clearly not a great time to take that conversation because you're eating dinner with your family, it does pique your interest. Today, I want to talk about things to consider when going solar. First, here are some four questions to ask yourself. First, how much electricity are you using? Do you use a lot? Do you use low consumption? Those are very important because a high energy user has a greater reason to transition into solar. If you don't use a lot of energy, it may not even be worth your investment. Second, will your energy change over time? Do you have children in the house that will be moving out? So consumption will drop or are the kids moving back home? Do you plan on getting an electric car or a plug-in hybrid vehicle? Because I could tell you from firsthand experience, they do take a lot of power. Third, have you taken steps to reduce your current consumption? For example, have you switched your light bulbs to LED lights? Have you put certain lights on timers? For example, your outdoor lights that you turn on at night when you go to bed or landscape lighting. I found that those have been very beneficial to put on timers. There have been so many times where I'd come home from work, the sun is still up, and I'd see my landscape lights would turn on. And then I'd remind myself to go adjust the timer and inevitably I would never adjust the timer. And there were countless hours where the lights would be running all for no reason. Once I switched to a Wi-Fi plug and Wi-Fi switches, I was then able to program the switch to turn on at sunset and turn off at a specified time, like 10 o'clock at night or so. If you have a pool, have you considered switching to a variable speed pump? The traditional constant speed pumps typically draw about 2000 watts per hour but a variable speed pump can draw anywhere from about four to 500 watts per hour. Now, while you have to run the pump a little bit longer, it is much more efficient and can drop your energy costs. Fourth thing to consider is inflation. Energy prices have been rising over time. And so looking forward, if you could lock in some energy production by using solar, it can help hedge against the effects of inflationary pressures on energy. 
Next, we want to address different variables. Location is very important. Where your home is located depends on how much solar production you could get. For example, in Southern California, while it's very sunny, the closer you are to the coast, the more marine layer effects you'll get and you'll have more clouding. Your panels may not produce as much as a similar home further inland. So it's important to consider the shape of your roof. How many panels can you put up there? Is the roof south facing? Will your roof be shaded by trees? These are all important factors to consider. The other thing to consider is the quality of your roof. If you have a roof that's near end of life, you have to ask yourself, should that be replaced soon? Or is there sufficient life left in the roof to add solar on top of it? The roofs can ultimately be replaced even if there's solar on top of it. I have a brother that lives in Colorado and had hail damage on his roof that had to be replaced and he had solar. So they were able to pull down the solar system, replace the roof and put the system back up. But if you have a roof replacement in the near future, you might want to consider that as well. Lastly, how do you get solar? There's three ways to get solar. You could lease the system, you could borrow money to buy the system, or you could pay cash and buy it outright. Let's talk about leasing. The way the lease typically works is you go into a financial agreement with a solar company where they put the equipment up on your roof and over the period of time, you pay the solar company a monthly rate over a certain period, and that period might be 20 years or so. The purpose of doing this is that hopefully you could save on some of your energy costs today, but also protect yourself against the rising cost of inflation on the energy costs going forward. The other method is to purchase the system. If you were to purchase the system, you could either pay cash or borrow money to do it. The benefits of doing this is that you would qualify for a federal tax credit the federal tax credit through the remainder of 2022 is 26% of the system cost. So for example, if the system cost $10,000, you would receive a federal tax credit of about $2,600. This helps reduce the total purchase price or the investment cost to put the system on your roof. It's important to note that these federal tax credits are being reduced next year in 2023 the federal tax credit will be 22% for the cost of the system. And after 2024, the tax credit expires unless Congress renews it. One final note when it comes to leasing a solar system or purchasing it, purchasing it either by using a loan or purchasing cash. If you purchase it by using a loan or cash, you do qualify for the federal tax credit. If you lease it, you do not. So that's one consideration to think. One thing I think about in having solar on my house is the fact that it's been a very good investment. I put my system on about seven years ago, and since then I have seen energy costs rise. And my system has worked very, very well for me. I think of it as an investment in a way. While I had to invest in putting money into it, what I got in return was the ability to reduce and, and in many cases, not pay an energy payment. In looking back at the solar system I put on my house seven years ago, I feel it's been a very good investment for me. 
it's allowed me to pay an upfront cost. And since then, it has reduced my electricity bill to almost zero. Occasionally, I would have a little bit of a bill, but for the most part, it's been zero. Recently, we did purchase a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Because of the increased energy demands, I did have to expand my solar system. So I recently went through the process of expanding that. So now I technically have two separate systems on my roof. When you're purchasing a system or leasing a system, it's important to get many quotes. I recommend you speak to your neighbors, your friends, somebody who's gone through the process of getting solar and get at least three different quotes. I know from personal experience, back when I put my first system in seven years ago, I knew exactly what panels I wanted and the equipment I wanted. And then I had three separate companies bid on it. And the difference between the quotes was $10,000 for the same exact equipment. When I added more panels recently, I went back to the company that provided me the best deal seven years ago. And their quote today was much higher than I could find from another company. So it is important to shop around on this. Going solar also helps some of the environmental factors as well. So the next time someone knocks at your door during dinner, you'll be much more informed and ready to make a decision. Probably not during dinner. Thanks for tuning in today. We're so glad you've joined us in the Houseman Financial Podcast. Please click the link in the show notes to speak with an advisor today. Thanks for joining us. If you found this podcast helpful, leave a review today. We'd love to hear from you. Click the link in the show notes to talk to a Houseman Financial Advisor and get your money questions answered.